For the seventh episode of the Amalgam Podcast, I'm joined by Darian Mack. Darian is a visual designer, and he works for Community Minded TV in downtown Spokane. Darian and I met at the Propaganda Creative Headquarters, and Propaganda has become a sponsor of the show in that I'm allowed to record episodes there and invite guests over to use their space. And that's an incredible opportunity. I want to thank everybody involved with Propaganda Creative and HDG Architecture. I know they share the offices, so thank you guys for putting up with me, and thank you for giving me this opportunity to record. Darian is a incredible creative, and he's one of the people that I've been talking to well before the show started, or before I recorded the first episode, and Darian was involved in some of the planning discussions on how the show was even going to take place, and the reason I involved Darian to begin with is because if you follow Darian on Instagram, and if you don't, I highly recommend it, it's young black male, all spelled correctly, no spaces, no dashes, that's on Instagram, go check him out, he's one of the most creative people I personally follow, and the variety and the different the different mediums that he combines into his work is it's just communicative beyond a lot of things that I see. And so uh, as an artist, he's he's inspiring, and I just I have a lot of respect for what he does. So there are a few reasons that I wanted him on the show, but we get to talk about some of them, and that that's only half the story. So I highly recommend you go check him out. Lastly, Community Minded Enterprises also has a YouTube presence. And so you'll find some of Darian's work on there. You'll find some of the things that the community-minded TV space is, is rented out for and what those projects entail. A lot of it is very artistic. A lot of it is very expressive. And um, that just it's, it's, it's a variety that I think people would appreciate. There are a lot of other things I want to announce about the show, um, particularly the hosting of the show, if you'll notice, on iTunes. And if you're new to the show, you found it on Google Play or Stitcher. That is also new. But the hosting of the show has been legitimized by a service called Omni Studio. Our episode 6 guest, Aaron Johnson, really, really helped me out and migrated the show from YouTube over to this Omni Studio service. What this does is it allows me to host the show audio only. If you're trying to get into podcasting or you have a podcast show that you want to... You want to better your hosting situation i highly recommend you get in touch with aaron johnson again that's episode six so that just released a couple of weeks ago i think there's some more news but check out the blog post it'll be in there please check out the episode description for all the links to community minded tv's instagram to darian's instagram and to youtube pages and pretty much anything we talk about i try and make a point of putting that in the episode description and that's one of the benefits of going with Omni Studio is that you'll notice the episode description is significantly better formatted and the information is just clearly there and how you navigate and what you want to find out based on that information is a lot easier to do. So check everything out. Thanks for listening to the show. I hope you get something from it and enjoy. All right, we're here at Propaganda Creative again. They've let me use their space to record another episode. We got episode seven. I've got Darian Mack with me. He's a visual designer. What's up, man? How you doing? Doing all right. Thanks for thanks for having me here. Thanks for thanks for making it on the show. It's been uh, 
been a lot of back and forth between you and me as far as this podcast particularly and the history to that is that I was actually reaching out to you because was asking questions about has does a podcast exist you know of anybody and then also through those conversations you asked do you know where I work you work at Community Minded TV downtown here next to Propaganda pretty close that's right do you want to talk a little bit about what you do there and what what Community Minded is yeah yeah so uh let's see CMTV or I mean, that's uh, part of the umbrella of community-minded enterprises, but community-minded television is a project from community-minded enterprises, which allows people in this community to put their content on Channel 14 through the Comcast network. So anyone who, uh, who wants to show anything that they do that's appropriate, they can come to the studio and submit their their content to us to show to people in this region and i believe the reach is about 109,000 households wow so that's awesome it's a great a great place to uh kind of show whatever whatever you got to other uh, people around so i mean that's the that's the the main purpose of cmtv and when did you start there i've been there for about eight months cool. i believe it doesn't feel like it's been that long but i keep looking at the calendar <laughs> and yeah it's been about been about eight months and the space there is is pretty incredible. Um, when I went to meet you there, they they have a huge huge setup of IMAX with everything, right? Adobe Creative Suite, That's right. Final Cut Pro, pretty much anything you could ask for as far as editing software. And that's um anybody can come in and use that, right? That's you just got to communicate to you guys and set up a time, or how does that work? Yeah, yeah. So there's so we have a few. Right now, we currently have three. We just got a grant for like an annual grant um, for, for new software oh, and cool. everything like that. So we have three stations right now that have, you know, the Adobe suite on them, which people can come in and use um, for free, which is great. So we have free equipment and free free software on our, mm-hmm. on our Macs to use. So you just come on in. We, you know, we don't have, you know, 15 people a day coming in, so we don't have to do like a check-in, check-out system Not yet, for at it. Least, yeah, yeah. You know, when, people, when more people find out what we do over there and the you know opportunity to actually use all this uh, software for free, we'll probably have to set up uh, you know windows of time for people yeah. to come in and some and, sort of registry or whatever. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the space because it's a giant? There's what sort of stuff is that capable of setting up? Like what what sort of flexibility do you guys have there? Yeah. So we have a. Uh, I would say there's two main two main sets in the space. So we have a giant psych wall. Um, I'm not the greatest with visually telling how big something is in That's terms cool. of feet, but right. it's it's a, it's quite a big psych wall. Um, it's unfinished. Um, we're currently putting up the floor for it, but we have a big white wall with, I believe, eight different uh, lights that are on a grid on the ceiling that are connected through our phones, which is pretty cool. That's crazy. Um, so we have all that set up on one side. And then on the other side, we have two of those same lights that are above the psych wall. And then we have four uh, stage lights, which could be RGB, any color you could think of. And sometimes we play with that. We'll throw the lights that are on the, you know, on one side over to the other and change the entire psych wall from white to teal or right. to fuchsia, you know, whatever, Yeah, you know, whatever's going on. But 
And if you wanted to, you could coordinate on your phones and do kind of light show type stuff if you wanted to. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. For some of the performances that we've had in there, we've definitely played with the lights like way too much. Yeah. It's really, it's really, it's really really fun. (laughs) Oh yeah. That would be to show people. Well, I love it. Shows like a live concert or something when, you know, the end of a song and the drummer's going nuts and it's do, 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 do. And the lights are doing that at the same time. And it's like, that'd be fun to program. Absolutely. It's, (laughs) it's, it's. It was quite a pain getting used to it. Yeah, but uh, like anything, yeah. But I definitely got the hang of uh, figuring out how it works. The only issue is that we use everything on IP addresses rather than okay, like an actual light board. Okay. So there are some times where the lights could flicker just because there's so many different things and inputs going in. Right, and so, yeah. Uh, it takes some getting used to, but yeah, getting way better at it. Yeah, so it's good. Another thing I wanted to touch on the the type of equipment there. So when we were discussing the, the ambition for the podcast yeah. was a, a video podcast, that's right, which would have been an incredible undertaking on my part with the <laughs> limited amount of experience producing something or like producing a show. So, but at um, CMTV, you guys. When you rent the space, it's just the time for the space from the moment you press record to the moment you stop pressing record. When it comes to the equipment that you want to check out or use, you guys, that's all included, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the equipment doesn't really have a have a price to it. Which is the, incredible. Yeah. The majority of the equipment, like the cameras that we normally and readily let out to the public, if it's available, you can come by. You, could, you don't even have to be at the studio to use it. You can take it to your house. You can take it on. You know, whatever trip you're going on within Washington. Wow. You know, we uh, we have a lot of freedom with that. That's crazy. You know. So, and that's also be helping uh, to help if you needed to, you wanted to buy something or you wanted to compare something, you know, possibly go shoot around in your guys' space with that piece of equipment possibly and then, or use it. Yeah. Yeah. And figure it out if that's something that you just want to have. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> from your perspective as a creative and as a visual designer, what is a place like CMTV to you? If you didn't work there, what when you see a resource like that, what do you think? I think of just access. I mm-hmm. think of um, people there that are that are just able to help you with kind of anything that you that you're trying to create. You know, mm-hmm. that extra motivation, knowing that there are people who are designated to um, kind of push you to, towards your your video goals. Mm-hmm. You know, in any way that um, ends up working out. Well, what I noticed is like is so not only is there equipment, but there's there's a bunch of people working there, and you had I mean we met with what was it the the small business coach or what was uh, him? Ben Cabildo Ben Cabildo right. and he you know he was a resource for if you wanted to talk about the business side of things or finances and things like that and it's that'd be somebody that just to be able to go and sit down and square that stuff away gives you a better idea moving forward and that's something. A lot of people don't really think about and sometimes as a creative you can just go and create and you piece together your equipment as you move along and different projects require different things but i just and and the fact that you guys broadcast it mm-hmm. is that's awesome that's so cool as you work on projects there for the past eight months what particularly has stood out as a challenging uh, whether it be the setup or the production of it or what would be the most challenging project you think you've had there so far well we recently had, well, I mean, it wasn't challenging because all I did was, uh, like, our roles were pretty well defined. Okay. Like, I didn't touch a camera for that whole production. Okay. It's called a pink tablet. Okay. Um, I, I did the lighting for it. Cool. Which was great. And then I did some of the editing um, on the back end. But in terms of 
most difficult or challenging uh I mean physically it seems like the most challenging thing for me was when we were hired out to work at an, an event called the M show and something about the way that the camera was sitting on my shoulder for two shows it just destroyed my body you know I I do mess with cameras a lot but having a shoulder rig that I'm not used to that isn't adjusted towards my you know the shape your of my frame shoulder. and everything and i'm just on the spot and i'm in front of all these people who paid a bunch to watch the symphony it's just like oh my goodness i i can't i give up <laughs> i need a break <laughs> i need a break like now <laughs> and he's like oh and i have i have him in my like in a headset uh, telling me hey hold about. that shot it looks great hey your shot is beautiful i'm not going to cut away from you at all like, yeah i'm staying with you for the next three hours <laughs> and i'm just trying to hold this camera up steady and focus and get the lighting right and oh that's stressful. Yeah, I think that 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 could be one of them. That be yeah. That sounds that's a good one. <laughs> that's perfect. What have you been able to do since you've been there um, for your personal stuff? For your what are you working on right now? Yeah. Um, so my position there has changed over the past few weeks. It's great that I got in there under uh, the title of operations. Okay. With the ability to be an associate for the CMTV side. Okay. But now it's definitely transitioned to where I am strictly a part of the CMTV okay. side. So with that, it gives me a lot more room to um, to just create something that I'm thinking of. So I've always had an idea to interview like 9 to 12-year-olds just about what they're passionate about. Right. You know, because there's, there's so much in their head that they're just like, it's just fresh knowledge. And they're so excited <laughs> to share it with you. Yeah. And it's like... There are times where it's like you can't get kids to just stop. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, okay, well, they're passionate about so many things, all the stuff that they're learning, and they just want to share it. So let me create a space where they could do that. Okay. But when I think about like interviews and what makes them different, visual interviews for sure, like mm-hmm. you need like the person interviewing them and then a distraction okay. for the viewer. Right. So if I think of complex news how they have hot ones okay where it's just a celebrity getting interviewed about a tour whatever yeah but there's the added bonus of seeing them progressively eat hotter uh, chicken wings with hot sauce (laughs) and it's like people love watching that yeah so for these kids i'm thinking okay legos that's something that i grew up with i don't know how much kids play with legos now but I'm pretty sure that they'd be fine with it. Oh, yeah. I think they're still pretty pretty solid. (laughs) And so I I just, I put the Legos out there and I I have them um, build everything that they're talking about while they tell me about it. Yeah. And so the the one that I I just made, the pilot, which is about, there's a kid named Miles that I know. uh, I know his family. And he just talked to me about uh, hockey, alligators, crocodiles, and sharks. Yeah. And he knew so much, like, pectoral fins. Like, I don't know. Yeah. What, like, what are you talking about? You know so much, and you're, you're so young. Oh, man, that was a good one, too. It, and that's on your Instagram, right? You can. Is there any other place to you put your stuff as far as a portfolio? Yeah, so I put... I'm going to start putting all of those, those newer episodes uh, that I'm creating on, like, a little snippet on Instagram, mm-hmm. under the CMTV Spokane Instagram. Cool. And then also on the Community Minded Enterprises YouTube channel. That's where you can visit. That's where you can see the full episodes. Awesome. And these usually range from eight to sixteen minutes. Uh, for now, that's a good. That's a good range for sure. I think that's 
That's awesome. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out the right uh, the right way to go about this because I have so many ideas, but I'm only one person. Yeah. So. Yeah, and uh, man, um, executing those ideas, it takes time. Yeah. And it takes, I mean, anybody will tell you, you need to scrap a few artboards before you get yeah. the final one. So. Yeah, so right now, I mean, it's really just making like every Saturday that I'm in Spokane. If I'm not traveling somewhere, uh, I go to the studio plan ahead invite some people over and we just uh make an episode that's something. awesome how many episodes do you have recorded so far just two just the nice. uh, just the one of because that's there's another series which is about poetry and like lyricism and oh cool hip-hop yeah uh, stuff like that so my cousin was a part of that one and that's a 10 minute long video where i'm interviewing him about spokane and about his mom and his grandma and then he's freestyling about it interesting separately so I think I saw that. That was you've posted some of that stuff. Yes, yeah. the yeah, the black and white video. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. What else are you working on? Something else that I'm really excited to work on, um, which is a another series about um, what's it called? Uh, about pets. Yeah. About people and their pets. Okay. So I want to borrow some astroturf from a friend of mine. <laughs> you got put, an astroturf guy. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to put that down in the studio so we can still use the lights and everything. Don't have to worry about wind. And I'm going to bring people's pets in. And yeah. I'm just going to talk, just say some stories about the pets. Get some separate shots of like the pet, like holding on to uh, like their favorite toy and us trying to get the toy like out of their mouth. Just throwaway shots, you know? Yeah. Like B roll footage. Right. Uh, have them laying down on the AstroTurf with like the dog like running around them and as they're telling me stories. You know, yeah. Try, trying to think of things visually that would be entertaining to right to show someone. like you said the interviewee and then a distraction mm -hmm. that's cool the lego one it was hilarious <laughs> and and he's got his face like popping out of a pile right like he's buried in sand but it's legos yeah and he's still talking about sharks and yeah. stuff yeah like the, the legos that were around his head but most of those were real but then i took patches of like other images of legos that we took that okay day, and i photoshopped him around his ah. head so it gave the idea that he was in like a giant totally sea great. yeah yeah but okay. if you looked at behind the scenes stuff it'd just be like yeah it's just, just like the main yeah of, of <laughs> yeah exactly i mean I've, I've been putting a lot of my my focus into making those those episodes weekly mm -hmm. uh, just trying to keep putting stuff out that's high quality mm -hmm. but other than that uh, a lot of my other projects have been kind of uh kind of at rest for a moment right in terms of you know creating art you know i've, I've been doing the dancing stuff and you know. what's that what's the dancing stuff i don't know i know you were in a macklemore video right? oh that was a, yeah that was a long time ago yeah that, that was, was awesome super long ago i remember driving to work that day and i was like i can't stand macklemore because <laughs> <laughs> the whole downtown was shut down but then it was like actually that's pretty cool to show spokane some love and yeah so the dancing thing, what's the dancing thing? Yeah, so I dance in a band. Uh, our name is Super Sparkle. Super Sparkle. Yeah. And I'm one of the backup dancers. Uh, so the kid that I had submerged in all those Legos, that was her son. Cool. Yeah, so I've been reaching out to people that I know. But So Super Sparkle is like a retro pop group, and we play pretty awesome songs. Like I actually really like the music. Like, that's good. That's pretty good. Uh, if I didn't like it, I'd, I'd say it, but I, I really vibe to it. That's why they were like, you need to be backup dancer because you can't stop dancing when you listen to this. Like, I don't know how they were just like, hey, Darian, yeah. But <laughs> that's cool. They reached out. How many people are in the band? 
Uh, there's eight total. Nice. Yeah, two dancers, six other musicians. What instruments do the other six musicians play? We got uh, we got two guitarists, Carly Ingersoll, Scott Ingersoll, uh, and then we have those are the folks from the Bartlett. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Carly is the the co-owner, right? Her, her and her husband, mm-hmm. Caleb Ingersoll. And Caleb's brother is Scotty. He's another songwriter and singer cool. and a guitarist. And then we got Max Harnishfeger. He's on the the keys. We have Caleb Brown on the saxophone, my favorite instrument. Yeah, I was uh, going to say you got keys in there. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, then we got Adrian. He's on the uh, on the bass. Nice. Um, with the with the rhythm section, and then also um, we have Claire Feiberg, who is on the drums. Okay. And it's awesome that we have a female drummer. I yeah. Love that. Uh, and that is all of us except for, uh, of course, Jen Landis, who's the uh, who's one of the other dancers. Cool. So. That's awesome. So, yeah. I saw some of that, too, on your page. So did you have a tambourine, and you were jumping around and dancing around in the background? Was tambourine? That, I had, one of your backup dancers had a tambourine, I thought. What? <laughs> was, it, was it the one on the news? I don't know. I can't remember where I saw it. I probably just saw it on Instagram, but... I, I don't hold tambourine. <laughs> <laughs> I've never touched tambourine. No way. Oh, man. Not me. No, it wasn't me. Okay, well... I'm going to have to check my facts then. <laughs> I ain't no tambourine band. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, that sounds like a cool, cool band. Super Sparkle. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check them out. Please. Oh, I, I definitely wanted to ask about the tutoring sessions Sorry. that you got going on. And um, we, I've kind of checked in with you to ask you know, how the response was and things like that. And you said it's been going great. So you'd want to talk a little bit about that and what's been happening. Yeah, so in February, every Tuesday, I would offer, there would be four different courses for each Tuesday of February. The first one would be understanding the camera uh, and like just the the cameras that we use over there and then just general knowledge for uh, how to use, you know, figuring out what ISO is, Mm -hmm. aperture, f-stop, all those different things. Okay. Um, And then the second course was about audio and the lighting and setting up a shot, given the fact that now, hopefully, they know how to use a camera. Right. And then third course was intro to editing primarily with Premiere Pro. Cool. And figuring out just how that even works. Yeah. When I started, it was pretty daunting. Yeah. And then after that, we got into sort of advanced uh, knowledge for it. Okay. And this next month in April, I believe it's going to be the second and third Saturday. Because the first one was we're trying to figure out how it would work out. Okay. But I think if we compact them yeah have them just longer in one day we'll have um, more turnout and stuff yeah more turnout less of a chance of people saying oh i'm sick or oh something came up yep so uh saturdays we're gonna do that um second and third saturday of april and it's gonna be the camera and audio and all that stuff first so it'll be pre-production and then post-production that's awesome two different days so how many people um on average were making it to the sessions would you say I mean, our highest number was eight. We had eight people. And that's, I mean, that's a good... That's, that's a, a lot. Yeah. But it's a good number. Ended up being about four. But good. we only have three computers, so it was kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you... Like, I mean, you're you're an instructor almost. Do you have them producing a project at the end of this? Or is this... Um, they use as they see fit for what they're doing? I, I thought about having them, like, giving them a task. Yeah. Like, hey, make this. But... I ended up choosing not to do that. Yeah. Um, almost they get to make this into whatever they, they want to. Mm-hmm. 
like my teaching and my instruction will just be left to uh, you know whatever they want to do with it. Right. You know, I want to try my best to teach them how uh, how to make something clean, like how to know what you don't need. Yep. Remove it from because there's a lot of stuff I don't know about cameras, but I know how to make something. Yeah. Like of quality. Right. And I'm going to try and get them to where they're close to where I'm at. Okay. And then they get to figure out a lot of the other stuff that comes with it. All the stuff that I haven't even really dug into yet. Because I just want them to be able to take a camera, shoot something that looks good, put it into the computer, edit it down, have the audio work out clean, have, you know, all the stuff just look good. I just want them to create something that's simple, but looks really good. Right. Because most of my stuff is really simple, but it, yes. it just looks clean. So, And that's, um, I'm glad you said that because we have a shared admiration for Wes Anderson films. Oh, yes. Right. We, he's got a new one coming out. I'm pumped for because right. Fantastic Mr. Fox was amazing. So I'm, I'm pumped <laughs> for this one. But uh, what's your favorite Wes Anderson film? My favorite? See, I knew you were going to ask this. <laughs> and I still haven't figured out which one. Um Oh boy! Oh boy! The uh, for me, while you're thinking, it's a Life Aquatic, but probably just because it emphasizes Bill Murray the most. Mm. Um, but I just when I wanted to see that one, it took so long to rent the VHS mm. from the store that I would rent videos from because it was constantly checked out. So I think it was the buildup for me that was like, ah, I can finally watch this. It's amazing now. Yes, I I may go with that one. But I feel like I just want to choose something different. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the only one I own. Okay. Yeah, I have that one on DVD. Other than that one, that's so hard. Mm. I mean, everyone's like, oh, it's like choosing your favorite children, but... <laughs> you love them all. Uh, yeah, the uh, the thing, and while you're still thinking, the thing about Wes Anderson is I feel like he kind of gets some flack for trying to do what he does, but... It's the most consistent thing that I've seen anybody produce. So I don't. It drives me crazy when people don't have appreciation for him. So, I mean, he's like you said, a clean shot where everything is on purpose, and and it's obviously done differently. He's obviously doing something differently at the same time, which is refreshing. But yeah. just his staging, and then we've talked about this before, but the way he does his titles and his text and everything mm-hmm. like that is just. It's everything, but it's also so simple. Yeah, future or medium. (laughs) Future or medium. With the gold, the gold color in it. It's so iconic. Yeah. For filmmakers, it's just it just looks so. It's pleasing to look at. Aesthetically pleasing. Aesthetically. (laughs) Aesthetically pleasing. (laughs) So I mean, if I could think of a different movie, (laughs) this is so hard. I need to pull up a list. Yeah, off the top of my head, obviously the Royal Tenenbaums. Is Bottle Rocket or whatever his first one? I, I believe so. I and then with, uh, and then you've got the hotel Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes, yes. Which was really good. Wes Anderson. Oh yeah, the Darjeeling Limited and then Moonrise Kingdom. Those were those were the ones that weren't my favorite, but I still still watch them. Hmm. I mean, I think it's gonna land on the Life Aquatic. The colors in that one particularly, that light blue or almost teal, and then with the yellows and stuff. It's and the red hats. Yeah, the red hats. Standard issue Glock, everybody gets one. Everyone gets <laughs> the, Those Adidas too, the Zisu editions. Yes, yes. 
Yes. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> everything visually. I mean, talking visually, that movie, you know, Grand Budapest kind of had a similar thing with like the purples and pinks and everything, but um, that one was. I love, I, we're in agreement now. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are, sir. Uh, when I was in college, my dorm, because uh, my senior year, I was an RA. I was a resident assistant. And that was the theme. It was just like nautical. And I standard issue, I gave all the people in my hallway red hats. And we'd go to lunch. Work. <laughs> and they'd be like, what's the deal with the hats? And I'm like, if you don't know, I can't tell you. Yeah, and I'd walk away with mac and cheese. And like, <laughs> you don't get to know. Yeah, you, so should, you should know. The rest of the group's just looking at them, shaking their head. Like, who are these people? Yeah. These plebeians. I mean, it should be pretty obvious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, where did you go to school? I went to Whitworth University. Cool. Yeah, 2009 to 2013. Cool. Yeah. So how old are you? How old does that make you? 26. Okay. Nice. I'm 30. Sick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, um, Okay, so uh, so you went to school at Whitworth. What was what were some of the first jobs that you got doing film out of college, and were you doing work while you were at college? Mm. So my my artistic background, I mean it's it's definitely funneled more towards videography, but I started out doing like, I mean I was an office assistant, and that taught me organization and mm-hmm. organizing things when I was in college, and then. I was at a print shop, you know, stuff like that. But right out of college, I was over at um, a design agency for a little bit. Uh, Partly there for video. And then I got funneled into doing, like, mainly design. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I like to design, but I like to design with other things rather than design itself. Right. You know, just like, you're a designer. You have to just make banner ads. Right. It's like there's... I wanted to feel something rather than irritation, you know. So, hundred percent understand. So after a year, I wasn't there anymore, and I wanted to get into maybe television. So I was at KHQ for a bit, but I wasn't. It wasn't the job that I wanted there. Okay. I was in master control, no creativity. Master control is the office where everything that's on television, you you're, have to make sure that it's on television. So right. you're just looking at a grid, pulling. Like, like that shot, that shot, that shot. And... Oh, no, not even that. Oh. That would have been cooler. That would have been way cooler. <laughs> oh, okay. No, all that stuff is already already made. We just have to, like, look at the timeline of, of the shows. So, like, it's oh. like uh, Saturday Night Live. And then we have to make sure that they go to break when they're supposed to. It's pretty much just, like, going through breaks. Right. And, like, not live. Live. <laughs> it's just a pain. Yeah. And everyone puts a lot of pressure on you, even though they're bringing you crap. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's You're the messenger. You're not the, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm here just trying to make sure it's up. Yeah. And if it's not up, or, it's, uh, or if it just looks bad, or the audio It didn't bad, go like, well. Like, they're looking at us like we're crazy. So, I mean, I was there for, for half a year. Got out of there. I was over at a different um, design, design place uh, doing stuff for, uh, for credit unions. And it was fun. They paid me more than my first place out of college. And so I was like, yeah, I made it again. And I actually put in my two weeks at KHQ before I uh, before I got the job. Oh, yeah? Over at the place. So I was like, it's mine. I'm taking it. <laughs> and I got it. Um, but after three months, uh, they couldn't pay me anymore. That's what they that's what they claim. Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. I mean, the job was cool. Uh, the people there were great um, in a way. But 
near the end, I just also didn't feel good. I mm-hmm. just didn't feel like I got to go to Seattle and shoot stuff. I got to go around, um, but it just still didn't feel, it didn't feel right. You know, no fulfillment in that. Yeah. The money, whatever. I wish they honestly didn't pay me that much. I wish they would have kept me paying me just like a For- little bit. <laughs> <laughs> for consistency but little, no <laughs> little bit's better than nothing yes so uh left there i was out in the valley doing screen printing again okay it's terrible hated it hated it and then i ended up back uh not back but i ended up um getting hired over at cmtv doing operations and then it slowly but surely ended up i'm getting to come here on my lunch right but it's not even really my lunch like right, I could actually have a lunch after this, and it's acceptable. That's awesome. Like, yeah, um, and you're and you're creating what you want. You're like you said, you're moving towards what you want to work on. Mm-hmm. And the, and I think what you're talking about when you're saying like it just didn't feel good, it's because probably because the creative freedom was limited, or it's repetitive or whatnot. Or I don't know. When I did have done some freelance design, and it's hey, this is what I think, and visually you know it makes sense and then it's like well they don't want that (laughs) so not putting my name on this one and not showing this to somebody else but um when you get to do and that's part of what this podcast was was uh, taking that back a little bit like i want to challenge myself to record and produce something i want to learn how to publish a podcast and i want to learn how to interview somebody and so that's been that that was huge so i I can kind of parallel a little bit with what you're talking about when it's like feeling good about a project like it might still be stressful but it's at the end of the day the this is this is all me you know no one else is gonna come in and be like ah i might suggest (laughs) something and i might take that suggestion for sure but Mm -hmm. it's it helps yeah we talked about the new wes anderson film is going to come out is there anything else that you've been waiting to see that's going to release or that you're that's on your radar for when it comes out yeah so i mean surprisingly i have seen every marvel film that's come out and i'm excited to see um these next two deadpool nice uh, deadpool 2 and the um avengers infinity war yeah i just want to see something get culminated like i just i like seeing the process yeah so it's been a long time they've been building towards this stuff and it's like i just want to see completion <laughs> yeah and if, if it ever gets completed or like an arc get completed yes yes so i mean even though i didn't like suicide squad and i didn't really yeah. care for justice league like i still watch them because <laughs> it's, like, awesome. it's like there are things about them that are good there are a lot of things that are bad but it's like i want to get to like, I just want to see something through. Yeah. I'm a completionist in a way. So, I mean, I'm excited for those two movies. There's a... Oh, I think it's called Sorry for Waiting. It has Lake Heath Washington. I think that's his name. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even really know what it's about. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a movie that I'm... I don't know. I don't, I don't watch trailers that much anymore. How come? I felt like they would ruin the movie for me. They do. Because they show everything. Yeah. But but when I first watched Black Panther for the first... Like, I didn't watch any trailers. I mean, I saw a couple thumbnails because... You can't help Instagram that. Instagram and yeah. Facebook blowing you up. That was me with Star Wars. I was just like... <laughs> but I didn't like it the first time I saw it. Yeah. I gave it a 3 out of 10. Oh, really? That was, bad? Yeah, I was like, this is not... <laughs> but then after seeing it, 
and then watching it a second time and then knowing what the expectation was, like understanding like contextually what I was going to get myself into. Okay. I bumped it up to an eight. Nice. All right. So, All right. Yeah. So I'm going back to watching trailers and knowing that like for some movies. Yeah. For Black Panther, I could watch that trailer and be fine. Yeah. But if it's something like if they made like a newer version of the thing. Yeah. Where, you know, there are things that I definitely do not want to know. <laughs> like definitely don't. Then. You're you know, talking about the thing that's from the 70s, right? Yeah, the John Car- John Carpenter. Okay. You know, something where the the weight of the knowledge happening in the world, like in the world that they create. Yeah. Like it's very important for me not to know before I walk in. Okay. Like I, certain movies I want to be surprised by. And I don't feel like Black Panther could have actually surprised me. Okay. And so watching it and not liking it, I think it was attributed, attributed to the fact that I had no idea what it was even going to look like. Okay. Right, right. Now I see what you're saying. There's certain movies where, like, uh, there's a movie called The Invitation that's on Netflix. Okay. Um, it has uh, Discount Tom Hardy in it. I don't know the dude's name, but he looks just like Tom Hardy. <laughs> um, <laughs> Discount Tom Hardy. <laughs> that movie was, I thought it was brilliant. Okay. And I had no idea what it was before I came. Nice. Like, before, um, before I went to watch it. Someone showed it to me, and I was like, what, what is this? It has Discount in it. <laughs> I mean, I think I like Discount. it. Discount. <laughs> and it was great, so... You know, the theory is getting muddled and I'm figuring out how, how it'll work. But Okay. I mean, other movies, I can't even name one right now. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, I'm a huge, I've been started on IMDb. I made a, you can make your own list. Mm. And so I did uh, directors, writers, and cinematographers. Mm-hmm. So I could start keeping track of when they're going to do something new. You know what I mean? Um, one of them is Taylor Sheridan and he did, there's a movie on netflix now called wind river okay and have you heard of sicario oh yeah yeah oh yeah okay so he wrote that and he wrote hell or high water and then wind river and then i think another one i'm i'm blanking on but he um sicario when like listen reading about what how he writes his stories and everything and, and his goal is to let the dialogue move or just let the dialogue and let things be and just they are what they are and let the scene unfold and tell the story like not necessarily like holding everybody's hand through the movie and so i'm following anything that he's gonna do from now on i mean sicario was immediately shot up into my top five movies of all time i loved that movie it's beautiful (laughs) it's honestly just a beautiful movie yeah we saw it at the little place i don't think it's open anymore but the little one where you can drink beer and have popcorn talk about the magic lantern yes i think it's still open it still is okay i'm i hope so (laughs) oh i might be thinking of something in a different city that closed that's like a similar type thing (laughs) yeah i was like wait what (laughs) you just leave (laughs) (laughs) this is crap man (laughs) where's my theater (laughs) yeah but uh yeah we went that was the first time i ever been there and we, that was the only place that was showing that movie and I was like dying to see this movie and I was like why is this not at River Park you know and stuff like that so, they don't they don't want good movies they want they don't yeah big movies yeah oh, really quick uh, Brisby Bear Brisby Bear I want to watch that okay what's that uh, I think it's about some some kid some guy as he's older who remembers this show that no one else does. And it's a, I don't even really know what it's about. That's the great thing. Nice. This okay. is a movie that I'm cool with not knowing. Okay. It looks it looks a very like a very creative film. Yes. And so the creativity in it, I think I'll gravitate towards and I'll just experience it. You know. Um, and then, uh, what is that movie? It has. Oh, what is it called? What is it called? What is it called? I have the poster in my room. Uh, the. Oh my goodness! 
picked. Uh, I don't know. You know what I have to tell my daughter? Because I just started doing this with her, which I'm not comparing you to my three-year-old daughter. What in the world? <laughs> <laughs> but she, when she, you ask her a question, she like I've noticed that she stresses out and stuff. And then she's like, oh, I don't know. And so all I've been doing is I've been asking her a question and then immediately I yell, don't think about it. And like she answers right away. Like she starts recalling things. So I wasn't going to do that to you, but it reminded me of that. <laughs> well, um, do it. Do it. Let's see. What's, uh, okay. What's so this movie the poster about? in your room, don't think about it. See, you're not a three-year-old. Uh, nope. Not at all. <laughs> so that's why it wasn't going to work. I'm so much older than a three-year-old. What's the con? <laughs> <laughs> See, the weird thing is is three-year-olds probably remember stuff like that better than us because they have all the time in the world and no distractions they don't have water bills they don't, they don't have, have taxes yes or... utilities jobs mortgage <laughs> yeah they oh. don't yeah anyways what um yeah what's this movie called let's just google it what's his name um i think it's ugo Dude who's who played in Lord of the Rings. Oh, Vigo Mortensen. Yeah. Vigo. Vigo Mortensen. This movie is called Captain Fantastic. Oh, I love that movie. Don't tell me anything. Oh, okay. You haven't seen it? No. Oh. I have the poster in my room. I shouldn't even have said I loved it, that movie then, because sometimes even that'll mess with people. Nah, that's not going to mess me up. All right, cool. Nah, there are movies that people love that I'm like that. <laughs> the movie's trash, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was most of college for me. It was kind of like... I mean, I was going to see the goofy comedies and things like that, but then there were stuff where it was like, what were those the series? Oh, my friend was talking about... And I apologize if you've seen these and you enjoyed them, but the, they're like kids and they're, it's like... They have like these like gauntlets and like... They're like Mega Men, essentially, but... I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Spy Kids 3D? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's newer. It's more futuristic. It was some, like, series, like, they're, like, I don't know if they're, like, time travelers or something like that, but it was it was a three-movie series, and it was corny as all get out. And a, friend, a close friend of mine was watching them, and he texted me that, and I was like, don't ever text me that again, man. <laughs> I don't want to know that you that you've spent nine hours on those. <laughs> like, I can't even imagine what it is. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's corny and it's sci- it's futuristic sci-fi where they're like they're just like it's a teeny bopper movie where they're just like zooming around and they got I don't know this is not explaining anything well but Shark Boy and Lava Girl what you talking about <laughs> it's, it's, it's older than that so it's like like aimed at like 18 year olds or 19 year olds or something I don't know hmm. no no it apparently was pretty popular it was like it was like Twilight, but time travelers, <laughs> or something like that. I want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I want to know what it is, but I don't. Yeah, watch no. It. it um, I'll text him and I'll say, hey, that show that I couldn't stand that you told me you watched. What was it again? Because I'm not gonna watch it. Because I'm not watching <laughs> the crap. <laughs> um, when you watch films, what do you see? that a general moviegoer is not really, like, somebody's just going casually. And I'm sure you do this. You casually watch the movie, and you're not looking to pick it apart technically. But can you help that, knowing that you know what it takes to produce? It's very difficult for me (laughs) to separate the fact that I'm just viewing it rather than dissecting it and knowing how everything gets put together, you know, editing, pacing, all those different things. Because I'm looking at so much stuff. It kind of actually frustrates me, Yeah, the knowledge of this craft that I love to watch so much. Yeah. So, I mean, 
no nah, man, it's, yeah. it's too hard. Yeah. So do you you probably like to dive into all the deleted content or like commentary by directors and things like that to say what were you thinking possibly in certain areas? Not commentary. Okay. I don't I don't like if if the commentary was just separate, like if right. I got to actually sit down with like a group of people and we got to listen to them, that'd, yeah. be, that'd be different. But just like having the the, the movie there, it's like <laughs> I just want to watch the movie. Be like, distracting for sure. Yeah, I don't want to hear the commentary for Drive while I'm watching Drive. I want right. to hear it separately. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, and then of course I got to ask top five favorite films. Top five favorite films. Well. Drive, for Drive. sure. Okay. Um, let's see. I kind of want to say only God forgives, but I'm going to leave it off for now. Okay. I may throw that on. Possibly the later. Um, the Departed. Excellent. Good. Beautiful. Glad to hear you say that. Beautiful, beautiful movie. Mine as well. In mine as well. Um. There was a point when Moonlight was up there. Okay. But. I don't know if it's. It was just a really good, really good film to watch. Like I'm right. glad. I'm glad it exists. I'm glad it was made. And you saw it, but it's not like a. I gotta watch this annually type yeah. thing. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. I feel like a lot of these are gonna have Ryan Gosling in it. <laughs> I have to keep it a hundred. Like that's, that's just the guy. Hey man, that's just the guy. No complaints over here. <laughs> He's hilarious. What? Uh, what was he just in? The nice guys. Yes, that movie. Oh, that was. That was beautiful. Yeah. That was a great movie. I want to put that up there, but no. Like once again, it's just it's very hard for me to pick favorites. Yeah. For this stuff, but yeah, because I like Frank, but I'm not going to put that on there. That's crazy you say that. I was going to bring that up earlier. That's a, that's a. I tried to finish that movie, but the people I was watching it with they weren't having it, so I have to finish that on my own. Oh, dude, let's watch it. Let's <laughs> right. All right. Seriously, let's, let's watch Frank. Right. <laughs> I need to watch it again. Um. Dang, man, this is so, it's just so much that I've seen. It's hard to just... To, to funnel that in? Well, here, I'll, I'll, because it's my podcast, I'll give you mine. Yeah. And maybe these will... So, uh, Gladiator, because um, that first scene changed my life. And, okay. then, <laughs> and it was just, as far as like costumes and the story and everything, I mean, I was... Me and my dad always go, we, uh, going to movies is our thing. You know what I mean? And so that was like the first rated R movie my dad took me to because mm-hmm. he's a real hard line about the rules. Mm-hmm. The, the rules. <laughs> <laughs> so Gladiator for sure. The part is up there. Um, then uh, now I'm going to draw a blank because I, uh-huh. I, I said I was going to do this. But uh, The Life Aquatic... And then, I think I'll um, put that on one on mine, too. Yeah. So, I'm at three. Okay, cool. Three. And then Sicario's up there. I guess I got to say The Big Lebowski. Okay. Classic. Classic. Yeah. Say, I mean, it's just it's an easy number five, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to argue. No one. No one at all. <laughs> dang. Dang. Let me finish mine real quick. So I'm at three. I'm at Life Aquatic, The Departed, and Drive. Drive. I mean, I watched this one 14 times before it came out on DVD. Okay. Like, what? In the theaters. Yes. 14 stub tickets. Well, I wouldn't say that. Okay. (laughs) That's all right. But lots of popcorn. Inception. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I really loved Inception when it first came out. Gotta have Christopher Nolan on a top five, that's for sure. Gotta have Nolan. Yeah. Um, And then 
Last one. Oh, dude. Dude. Um. You know what? No, I'm, I'm putting Moonlight up there. Cool. I'm putting Moonlight up there. It really, like, that scene with uh, with Black in the car, like, when when Black is first introduced after he wakes up from that bad dream, mm-hmm. and it plays that song uh, by Goody Mob. Oh, yeah. Just that whole scene. I was just in the theater, like, oh. <laughs> just like a little kid. Just, yeah. It just, it's, it's, it's black as hell. <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. I'm a, I'm waiting for, uh, like, the Dungeon family to really start to break into soundtracks for stuff. I know that there's been some stuff, but I want to see uh, Spodiote Dopalicious Angel on Atlanta at some point. I love that show. Yeah. I haven't seen any of season two, but season one... Again, it's something different. It's just, it's done differently, and it's so refreshing. I love that show. Dude. My brother-in-law's caught up right now, but I haven't seen any of season two yet, so. I saw the first two episodes. Nice. I was trying to invite someone over to watch the uh, the next two, but they were busy, so I was like, oh, man. <laughs> well, I'm not going to watch it alone. <laughs> I could, but we, yeah. we watched the first two together, so I was like, okay. Like, Committed, yeah. Yeah. The uh, And the Beastie Boys as well. I could see them. Okay. A lot of their instrumental stuff start to... Mm. I think Breaking Bad had a scene with Mike when he like breaks into a warehouse or something and it does Boda Hista Vada or something, Boda Hista Now or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just, just, again, the pacing of the scene and everything. It was this continuous thing and the, the buildup of that song. It's like, this is what I'm talking about. This is it. Oh, man. We're almost about an hour. Do you want to do? Did we hit the things you wanted to talk about? Oh, those uh, those two things. Yes. Um, so there's there's a studio, okay. um, a movie studio, that I think makes the best movies, like hands down. Like each movie, I feel like it's just quality, and I think everyone should just like look at at least three of their movies. Okay. It's A twenty four. It's A24. the same. Yeah, same studio that made Moonlight. Um, they have a have a very keen eye on what just looks really good right so all their movies look beautiful Mm -hmm. hands down Mm -hmm. they're all filmed well which i think that should just be the standard like how how good their movies look it should just be normal for all movies to look that great but that's not the case but then their stories are just so diverse in terms of content like one is about a guy who who passes away uh the movie's called a ghost story and he passes away um he gets into a i believe it's a car accident it's not specifically a outlined on, on how it is it's kind of mysterious interesting but he passes away and his ghost is sort of just like stuck in the house um but the way that they visualized his ghost it's like a halloween costume oh okay yeah and so he's walking around and it's uh it's casey affleck and so casey <laughs> affleck was in a in a halloween ghost costume for however long the shoot was yeah um but it's about him going through the journey of time right several times like in that house interesting as people move in he hears their conversations and he's like sometimes he gets angry if like his wife brings another person over and it's so it's it's visually like great and the story's cool and each movie it it feels different it feels like different places made the movie but it's the same studio but yeah so anytime i see a24 like their little they have this cool animation uh for their their text yeah. As it comes in, I'm just like, oh, here we go. You're good. Here we go. Yeah. So I wanted to do like a A24 movie marathon where I watch all of their movies. Yeah. And like show them. So this the first one was on 
you know, videos, movies, but this okay. next one's on music. Okay. So there's a boy band from, they're from Texas. Now they're in LA. Their name is Brock Hampton. It's all one word. Okay. It's I like, think I've heard this before. It's about 12 or 15, 12 or 15 men. Oh, that's a lot of people. Dude, their, their music is so good. Yeah? So good. Last year, 2017, they made three albums. Dang. Saturation 1, Saturation 2, Saturation 3. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to think of how does 12 to 15 people organize enough studio work to produce three full albums in a year. That's That blows my mind. And they're all good. Like it's my favorite one is Saturation Two because there's okay. just there's more songs on that one that I that I resonate like, with resonate yeah. with. But you know there are great songs on all of them. But oh my gosh, like I'm just so impressed with their ability just to create. Yeah, and it just sounds like like you said this whole time. It just sounds different. Yeah, it's refreshing that it's yes. separate from everything else that's being put out. And the fact that it's different doesn't make it better. The fact that it's done well differently is why I'm right. just loving everything that they've put out. So I'm going to go see them over at Capitol Hill Black Party. Nice. Um, you know, in a few months. And so I'm pumped. I've already seen them before when I was in LA, but... Cool. So good. Three three albums in a year, and they're, the way they're titled, that's almost like one massive album. You know what I mean? But they were like, we've got to give them something. You know? <laughs> they can't just hold on to all this. Yeah. That's sweet, though. I'm going to check them out for sure. Yeah. And track, the last track on the third, on Saturation 3, it blends into... The first song no of Saturation One. So, I mean, it's probably just something quick that they're like, "Oh, let's make a, let's make a patch together." <laughs> but it's 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 so good, and it's it's very diverse in terms of how it sounds. Okay, like they have like hard hearts. Like the first song called Heat, it sounds like hell opened up. Okay, but then they have songs that are just like the sweetest, softest, sweetest sound. The last song, surprisingly, called Team, like that song brought me tears. Like because there's a they they make great videos too and they slowed down that song in one of their videos and then they eventually like a month later put out saturation three and that song there's a guy named bareface who's in the group who just the way that he's singing it and just like the cadence of the song it's just so it's so good yeah i inspired a, a, a picture that i took on and put on instagram um off of that okay of stuff that's going on personally okay in my life and like that song was like perfect for it and yeah it matched yeah so it's it's a picture of me wearing a green hat and i just look hella sad yeah <laughs> and so that that song is just so oh man so good that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome so yeah that's all i got and that's uh team team yeah on saturation three mm-hmm. that's awesome dude well um real quick before we, we wrap this up you want to tell everybody where they can find stuff that you do or in any central portfolio location yeah um i think the best way to see what i do is to go onto instagram mm-hmm. for those who you actually you don't even need an instagram to to be able to look at it yes yeah, it's on go on the browser it's on the browser now um so my instagram is it's all spelled correctly no periods no spacing it's young black male okay you could you could find um, most of the stuff i do on there also, the CMTV Spokane Instagram. That's where I've been posting a lot of my newer series um, at. So the one with the Legos is on there. The one of my cousin rapping, that's also on there. Those are the two, I think, the 
two most consistent places to uh, to find my work. Um, yeah, honestly, Instagram. Instagram's great. Yep, it is. And that, yeah, it's it's nice and uniform. You know, like just it's just one spot. The uh, and then you mentioned earlier, CMTV Enterprises has a YouTube channel, and that's and yes. that's another. I mean, not necessarily everything that you do will be on there, but some stuff you you do will be on there as well as what other people have brought to CMTV, right? Yeah, yeah. So the Community Minded Enterprises. Um, Instagram uh, links you directly to the to the YouTube. Cool. I forgot the URL for it. Right, but, but um, yeah, we'll find it. And I and I always try and compile all that kind of stuff in at least the description of the episode or stuff like that. So mm-hmm. should be awesome. Well, thank you very very much for doing this. This was a great time. Absolutely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you get back to work. And if we can reconnect, sometimes I'll keep an eye on what you're working on and stuff. But if there's ever a project that you want to dive into and you want to talk about. I'd love to do another episode like that if it was, you know, specific to something in something that you feel the audience would take away from. I'd love mm-hmm. to do that. I'm trying to circle back with, with guests because I know they're constantly, you know, morphing into new things. And so mm-hmm. it's always fun to check in. Absolutely, dude. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you next time.